0: Welcome in, everybody, to the West Side Sports Podcast. It is Monday, 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 October 1st. We have finally arrived to the month of October. First of all, thank you to everybody who has listened to the podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Esri. Welcome in to the podcast. Today's podcast is going to be uh, the beginning of the yearly recap for our beloved Seattle Mariners. I want to talk about just everything that Just to be, I should say not everything because there's no way I'm going to get into everything inside this podcast today. We have plenty of time for that for the upcoming off season, off season, excuse me. But what I want to start out with is saying, oh man, the season is done. It is disappointing. Um, You know, there's a lot of people calling for the jobs of uh, Jerry and Scott and stuff like that, and that's that's I understand. That's a fully understandable feeling to have today right watching our team that we love that you know countless countless people pay for fubo and for direct tv and go to the ball games and whatnot to watch and to end up seeing a result that failed of its main objective the main quest right reach the playoffs play in october well that mission went by the wayside, and unfortunately, that happened Saturday night. So, where I want to start out with in the series of the off season and the recap is, I want to start in the off season of last year. Right, we had uh, traded Eric Swanson and Adam Maco for Teoscar Hernandez, which all of us, myself included, was very excited for the move considering the power bat um his previous hitting record at T-Mobile Park it all looked good the signs were you know were all positive the arrows were green and they were up lots of reason to be excited with that move right and then we're dealing with the comments of Jesse Winker and Ryan Divish's bomb that he dropped about how there were teammates in the locker room that questioned whether or not he really wanted to win or whether or not he was willing to put in the work. And then we got rid of Jesse Winker for Colton Wong. And we were all saying, myself included again, I loved the Colton Wong move initially. I thought, you know, hey, look, this guy, he did have a defensive struggle with Milwaukee in that in, in that last year. But the fit seemed right, right? Like him and Dylan Moore, that was supposed to be the platoonish idea at second base. And unfortunately, what happened was that Dylan Moore had a core injury in the offseason in December. This is when this was initially said in December for, on the Jerry show, uh, on the Jerry show via Brock and Salk, that they, they had a. It, Initially, excuse me, I'm trying to word this correctly, so I'm not speaking out of term here. There was a slight core setback, was what they listed it as, Dylan Moore, last December, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, I keep my receipts that far because there's a reason for my method to my madness here. They relied upon Dylan Moore so heavily. Dylan Moore, who, against lefties, was great. He was a 120 plus WRC plus, but versus righties, he was like 65. He was like Brandon Lau, which is obviously less power and about the same health-wise. We'll talk about Brandon Lau here in the upcoming uh, episodes as well, because I want to really chronologically break down this offseason, because this previous offseason was a collective failure, and one of the biggest failures and Jerry and uh, John Stanton and Justin Hollander. This is a collective screw up. I'm going to keep us trying to keep us as clean as I can for you guys today. Right? This is awful. They dropped the ball. They just did. You thought by getting to Hernandez, Colt Wong, um, you acquired Justin Topa, who ended up being a tremendous addition, uh, for Joseph Hernandez, who was a prospect, uh, you did some things that were good, right? But at the surface level, they looked to be good. And at the end, they would, you know, I think honestly, the best offseason addition this team had this off- this year was Justin Topa, flat out. He was great. He was nails. Thank God for you, Justin Topa, after they traded Paul Seawall. Because without him, we would have been squealing like the old movie, uh, Without a paddle, you would have went up a creek without a paddle and screwed. If you didn't have Justin Topa this year, flat out facts, right? But you start with Teoscar Hernandez. You get the you get the slugger profile. Th- you know roses are red, violets are blue. The you know the the sky is the sky is perfect. Like life is good, right? But we all said in the off season or. I should say not I say about ninety percent of Mariner's fans. Ten percent were like, Oh yeah, we did great. Tows Korean is Colton Wong. But the majority of us were saying we need more. We need more substance. We need more meat on the bone, Jerry. We need you to spend more money, John Stanton. And thank God they didn't go out and get Carlos Correa, who was hurt. Thank God they didn't go get Trey Turner, which was never gonna happen because he's never gonna come to Seattle. He was always wanting to play with his buddy Bryce Harper. But Every single player, right? I think there was one, uh, minus one player, and that was Cody Bellinger this year, right? A free agent that legitimately went out and kicked some ass, right? It's not, it's not rocket science, but it ain't ch- like checkers, right? It's not simple. This is three, four, five D chess, right? I understand that, but I heard this. Caller this morning, and I've been catching up on the Brock and Salk show, uh, and, I, and a caller this morning in the 6.30 call, he just beautifully and with power like elaborated as to what a part of the problem is. And some of you are going to agree with this, some of you won't, and I understand both sides, I agree with this guy, 100%. A part of the problem, ladies and gentlemen, is us, the fans, right? We are the ones that still flock and drink the Kool-Aid and eventually buy in on these, you know, additions of Josh Rojas, Dominic Canzone, you don't get a bullpen arm to replace Paul Seawald. We flocked to that ballpark. There was 3 million freaking people at the ballpark this year. Unbelievable turnout. And to everybody, besides for myself, because I didn't show up for a single game this year. I got no problem admitting that. Because, quite frankly, this team, in my opinion, wasn't worthy of me spending my money on them. And some people are going to say, well, then how can you consider yourself a fan? Then you don't understand sports fandom. If you think you have to be justified to be a fan to spend money to go to a ballpark, to support management that failed to en- to enhance th- this team to a level that they were fully capable of reaching, yeah. Yeah. That's why i don't i'm not giving you my my hard-earned money just wasn't in the cards for me this year right but this conversation isn't about me i just want to like make that as like a side note i don't want to hear from people saying oh well how can you criticize fans for being part of the problem but then you didn't spend money yourself to get there i spend along with a couple of my other buddies. Right for a football package that is ninety seven dollars a freaking month to watch this team. So the amount of money you spend in your car to drive down there for the parking for the food, it's like three two two three hundred bucks for a night there. So John Stanton, and I'm mean, I've, I've kept I've kept it clean here. You want to you want to show this fan base you actually give a shit? Go do your damn job. I don't want to hear you on the radio about, you know, thanking our fans. I don't want to hear it from you, John Stanton, because you've been a cheap son of a bitch for years. Again, apologies for language. I'll write a little disclaimer, right? But this is an absolute travesty is what this man is doing to this fan base. If you went out and spent... like. Excuse me, I'm going to re-preface the comments that the the caller uh, that I initially got on with and I got on a little bit of a tangent here, right? The Texas Rangers hired their new president of baseball operations in 2020 and said, go build a freaking lineup. Go build Martin Perez. Go sign Corey Seager. Go go sign Marcus Simeon. Go get a draft pick in Wyatt Langford. Build these other prospects like Jonah Heim, Evan Carter, Mitch Garver. The list goes on. But they have full clearance to build a contending playoff roster every year. Since that gentleman came in, and I don't know his name off the top of my head, apologies. This is a direct correlation to one Gerald Depoto and John Stanton. Jerry, you are told how much you can spend. Those are the facts. I don't care what anybody has to say trying to tell it otherwise. These are the legitimate facts. So either you work with the budget to make the most, to make the best lineup possible with the, with the funds allocated to you, or you don't, right? Tanked on us, right? But ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages who listen to this podcast, we were all diehard Mariners for who people who listen to this podcast. We live and we die and we're CS Rise. We're true to the blue. My oh my. Dave Sweet the house. The whole nine yards. Rick Riz. God bless y'all. But something got to change. Something has to change. Two consecutive off seasons. They have not fulfilled the true bill of what they were trying to sell us on. But like, I want to try and keep this to the level that I started with and apologies because this is again excuse me apologies we're having some technical difficulties here I'm trying to push through for you guys um as a Mariner fan my whole life and for people who listen to this podcast you're probably the exact same way which is why you're here and thank you again God bless you for listening this has been a problem that has been percolating for years John Stanton's never going to give us the money that we need to make a roster lineup. That's like, these are just the given facts, right? And at some point in time, we're all going to have to look in the mirror collectively as a fan base and say, how do we help change this, right? Going on Twitter, X, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? That doesn't do us anything. That doesn't get us anywhere. But you've had two off seasons where you have screwed the proverbial pooch. And it's says, it doesn't, it ain't gonna cut it any. It doesn't cut it anymore. The excuses. I don't want to. To be honest, I don't really care what Jerry has to say Thursday. This coming Thursday on on the weekly Brock and Salk show. I don't care, Jerry. You failed. You failed twice. And was there many other reasons as to looking the reporters Ryan Davis, Jen Mueller, Angie Menteck, all have done a fantastic job this year. Larry Stone, God bless you. You know, may you retire and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, rest of your non working days. Um, This is what this is what this organization needs is a wake up call. Because Mitch did it last or two years ago when he wrote that letter saying we deserve better. We do. And John Stanton is never going to put us in a position to where we will be truly prevalent. We need a different owner. We just do those are the brass tacks. Look at the Seahawks. The Seahawks have been consistently playoff bound for over a decade. Because they've had Pete Carroll, continuity between Pete Carroll and John. And when you have that continuity at the at the very top, the rest works itself out. It does. So what well, like I said, we'll, and we'll get more deeper into this, you know, as the days go on. And now that we're in the offseason, I'll be doing a deep season recap and trying to look at what moves, you know. It's, it's easy to say what they should have done and shouldn't have done. It's, it's, it's easy to do that, right? Because the numbers and the facts and the stats speak for themselves. They, they always do. But I want to wrap up on this shorter uh, little podcast today. With a send-off for our beloved Seattle Seahawks who are in uh, New York tonight. I have the utmost confidence in this team. I think they will win tonight. I think it's going to be probably... My, my gut tells me it's going to be close. But my heart tells me it has a possibility to not be close. The Giants are back to the wall. They're going to scrap. They're going to be desperate. They're going to try and pull... Every little trick play out of their book. And this is where we get to see the Prez, the one Jamal Adams return in his home on the home turf, on the home field where he played for so many seasons and years. And where he really, you know, created and began his career with the one New York Jets. Gino, going back to that field, I think this is going to be, the storylines will be all over the, the, you know, the field's going to be huge. Is the field quality going going to hold up? Who knows. It's kind of been a you know a little bit of a track issue in the past, but I mean we're earlier in the year, obviously, so hopefully that that shouldn't be a problem. But depending upon weather, we'll see what that ends up coming into. My prediction for today's game: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 27. Oh, my gut says 27 20. I think that's what that's gonna be the final score tonight. The seems feel feels about right, but who the hell knows? I mean. If Saquon Barkley plays, um, I don't think it's smart for him or for the organization. But the organization doesn't give a you know what about Saquon's health. They just want to get production on the field. Or Brian Dable is going to have his back pinned with being. I think this is like where they either go one in, f- one in three. Or one and three or something or two and two, but it's a huge game for the Giants with games coming up past after this with Miami uh, with the Miami Marlins, wow Miami Marlins, Miami Dolphins, and uh, the Buffalo Bills. So there's gonna be plenty to play for in this game. Uh, I think Jamal Adams is gonna have at least a sack, maybe a sack and a half. It's gonna be uh, dynamic. Him and Boya Maffe coming off the edges is gonna be a ton of fun to watch, and I'm really stoked for that. With that being said, um, I'll be doing a recap of the game sometime this week. Don't really know what that is, depending upon what happens with my personal schedule. But when I get to it, I will make sure it's tossed up for you guys. All right. It looks like, yeah, we're just, you know, phasing in and out. Anyways, I'm going to hop hop on out of here. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening so much for today's podcast. God bless you. Take care. Go Seahawks. Go Mariners. And uh, let's get a damn dud today. God bless. See you guys. Bryce.